This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Continuing what we discussed last Thursday, how to try to bring in halachic questions from this upcoming uh, upcoming week's Kriya Satayra. So in this week's parasha, there's a pasuk in Parakhov Gimel, pasuk Tezvav, the Torah is describing when the Jewish people go to war, the pasuk says, Your camp should be holy. So the Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Kuf Nun, makes a drasha that you're not allowed to think about learning or matters relating to Torah in Mekamas Mitunefes. And places that are dirty, bathroom, even outside where there's stuff on the floor, you're not allowed to think about learning. Along with that, a person is not permitted to daven or to bench or maybe even certain brachis if there's areas that are dirty. There's always a shail about having a baby in a diaper where the baby is, uh, needs a diaper change and you want a bench and they're davening, things like that. But I want to discuss a different shail this evening which is connected to Rosh Hashanah as well. Is a person allowed to do mitzvahs in a place that's dirty? Let's say, for example, right here in our shul, our bathroom is not very far from the main shul. Let's say, let's say middle of shayfer, you need to use the bathroom. So you're not in the shul for the shayfer, but you're in the bathroom. Can you be yoytzeh hearing the shayfer in the bathroom? Or even a more creative case I came across today. Let's say, for example, this is really creative. Let's say a person finds himself in the bathroom towards the end of Shabbos. Shabbos is already over, and he doesn't have any pre-cut toilet paper. Doesn't have any pre-cut toilet paper, and we hold, you know, we're not allowed to cut toilet paper on Shabbos. Now the truth is, there's a famous Shulchan Aruch Harav, the great, uh, the great first Lubavitcher Rebbe was of the opinion you're allowed to cut it, uh, you're allowed to cut paper. But we don't pass him like that. We hold you're not allowed to cut paper, even not on the lines, whatever. So this person figures to himself, Shabbos is technically over, but we know you're not allowed to do Malacha Masi Shabbos until you recite Baruch Hamavda Mikdash Can you recite that in the bathroom? Can you say Baruch Hamavda Mikdash in the bathroom and then rip the toilet paper? So it's a ma'isa havdol, it's a mitzvah. Now there's no shame Hashem. We pask in the votes, we pask in Baruch HaMavdol that, let's say for example, the women recite, or if a man will recite before he has a chance to make havdolah, we don't say Hashem's name. But it's a ma'isa havdol, it's a mitzvah of havdolah. Would you be allowed to do that in the bathroom? So the chidah discusses this question. He was discussing a shayla where a fellow was in jail. And in jail you don't exactly have the best sanitary conditions. And the person wanted to shake lulav. He couldn't make a bracha because you're not allowed to make a bracha in a mokka mitunaf. But he won't make the bracha. He'll want to shake his lulav. So the chidah wants to know whether or not, and he's more makal the chidah. The chidah thinks it's probably, he doesn't say anywhere that you're not allowed to do mitzvahs in a mokka mitunaf. It only says you're not allowed to make brachas, you're not allowed to daven, you're not allowed to think about learning, but you are perhaps allowed to do brachas. And one of the rayas they bring from is the Gemara Kedushan. The Gemara Kedushan says... Um, how do you know that you don't have to show honor or respect to an elderly or a Talmud Chacham in the bathroom? So the Gemara says you only have to honor someone in a place that's honorable. So the Achrayim say, what do you mean? Why would you have to honor an elderly or a Talmud Chacham in the bathroom? That's a mitzvah. We don't do mitzvahs in the bathroom. Oh, so you see from the Gemara that if not for the fact that it's not a place to show honor, you would be able to do the mitzvah. So Rav Ashurai says it's not a raya. He says maybe it depends what type of mitzvah we're talking about. We know there's two major categories of mitzvahs bin Adam l'chaveir bin Adam l'makam. So he wants to suggest maybe mitzvahs bin Adam l'chaveir are applicable in the bathroom. He says, for example, let's say Ashavas Aveda. Let's say you walk into a bathroom and you find uh, someone's lost object. You're not going to have a mitzvah to pick it up. Oh, it's a bathroom. I don't do Ashavas Aveda in the bathroom. He thinks that's uh, hard to imagine. Mitzvahs bin Adam l'makam, us and Hashem, yeah, that you don't do in the bathroom. But bin Adam l'chaveir, he thinks perhaps you would do in the bathroom. They bring an interesting raya from the Mishnah Berurah. Mishnah Berurah and Hilchot Sitzis, we've been talking about Sitzis for the last few weeks in the Halacha Shir on Shabbos. The Mishnah Berurah paskins that you're allowed to wear your talus cotton into the bathroom. 
So all the Achrenim say, one second, that's a mitzvah. How are you allowed to do a mitzvah in the bathroom? So it's a raya that you're allowed to do mitzvahs in the bathroom. So many Achrenim want to differentiate between doing a mitzvah and stopping doing a mitzvah. Meaning, I want to go and shake my lulav in the bathroom. Now that Achrenim say, maybe not. But here, you're already wearing it to take it off. Maybe that's a different, a different level. But there is a bear halach and hilchah shayfer, simetav kuf peiches. The bear halacha starts off assuming for a davar pashat that there is no prohibition to do mitzvahs in places that are dirty or unsanitary for other things. And then he quotes the Mata Ephraim. He says, but I found the Mata Ephraim. And the Mata Ephraim says, no. The Mata Ephraim writes, you're not allowed to blow shayfer in a place where there is, he's talking about urine or other things like that. Mata Ephraim prohibits it. Why? So the Mishnah thinks the reason why the Mata Ephraim prohibits it is because every time you do a mitzvah, you have to have kavonah to do the mitzvah. You have to have intent that I'm thinking that I'm listening to the shayfer to do the mitzvah. Ah, that's like learning Torah. So therefore says the Mishnah the reason why you're not allowed to do a mitzvah in the bathroom is not because the mitzvah is special, the mitzvah is holy. It's because every mitzvah requires kavonah, that kavonah that you'll think is like learning in the bathroom. So the Bikuri Yaakov takes this so far as to say, uh, we'll fast forward to Sukkot already. Bikuri Yaakov says, let's say you get up early Sukkot morning, you want to shake Lula before you say, Birchas is there a problem? He says, yes, there's a very big problem because mitzvahs need kavonah. And kavon is a form of learning Torah. So therefore says the Bikuri Yaakov, you're not allowed to shake your lulav before you say birchas Torah. So the Mishnah assumes like that also. That the reason why I'm not allowed to hear the shayfer in the bathroom is not because I can't do mitzvahs in the bathroom. It's that in order to yoytze the mitzvah shayfer, I have to have in mind that I want to be yoytze the mitzvah. That's already learning Torah. Learning Torah is prohibited in the bathroom. That's the way the Mishnah seems told. And then he takes it a step further and he says that, that mitzvahs are avoida. We're serving Hashem. He says it's, it's not proper to do something like that in the bathroom. So Mr. Bur Paskins, you cannot hear Shafer in the bathroom. Rav Moshe Feinstein is quoted in the Sefer Misoyris Moshe, written by Rav Moshe's uh, grandson, although the Rabbi Tendler, where Rav Moshe Paskin the same way. Someone asked Rav Moshe, Mamash de Shaila, what do you do? Here in the shul, Rosh Hashanah, you go out to the bathroom in the middle of the evening, and you hear the Shafer. And Rav Moshe Paskin, like the Ber Halacha, you should have in mind not to be Yitzah. Because if you're going to have mind to be Yitzah, that's like learning in the bathroom, which you're not allowed to do. I so the person asked Rav Moshe, but you're going to lose out on the shofar. Rav Moshe says, let's be honest, you don't need to hear as many sounds as we hear. Right? We all know Mikra Din, you don't really have to hear a hundred kailas. That's... A negative. Right, right, right. Well, I guess, his point was, don't think about shofar. Think about, you know, think about the, the weather, you know, you know, the stock market, politics, Afghanistan, whatever you want to think about. There's even a Shailah, Shlomi Kluger talks about a Shailah, are you allowed to think about a Munah Hashem in the bathroom? So today's not a gay. Today we play on our phones in the bathroom, so all Shabbos is not a gay. But um, oh, Shabbos, maybe it's still a gay. But I used to, Shabbos Kluger wanted to know, are you allowed to think in the bathroom that Hashem is one? And Hashem knows the world. Is that also like learning in the bathroom? So that's a question in La Halacha. But yeah, I guess you shouldn't be going through this shit in the bathroom. That's going to defeat the purpose. What should you be thinking is that I'm not thinking about Shafir, I'm not thinking about the mitzvah, I'm thinking about, you know, what I'm eating for lunch today. That's what Moshe Feinstein's opinion. Now it's interesting, Rabbi Abba Shaul in the Orlitzion, he disagrees. The Rabbi Shaul goes like the Chida. He says, no, you can think, you could do mitzvahs in the bathroom. And therefore he passes Allah if a person is in the bathroom and he talks, hears, uh, the shayfer, he should have a mind. I want to be yaitz to the mitzvah of shayfer and he should be able to be yaitz to the mitzvah of shayfer. The problem with the Mat Ephraim's assumption that you're not allowed to do mitzvahs in the bathroom or in a mokka mitunah for that matter is that it's against the Yushalmi. Yushalmi in, says that, let's say for example, you're taking off, you want to be mechalul ma'isir sheni shal demai. You want to be mechal, you want to transfer it onto something else. So it's demai, so it's a suffix. So you don't make a bracha. So the Yushalmi says you're allowed to do that in the bathroom. 
So asks the Achroinim, how can you do that in the bathroom? That's a mitzvah. Chilul Maishasheni is a mitzvah. When you transfer Maishasheni, that's a mitzvah. I thought you're not allowed to do mitzvahs in the bathroom. So this is a kasha they ask on the Matef Rhyme. So the Biskarov wanted to say a chiddish. The Biskarov wanted to say that it's not every mitzvah you're not allowed to do in the bathroom. It's only shaifer you're not allowed to do in the bathroom. Why? Because we'll hopefully talk about it a little bit more this week or next week in the Lachashir. Shaifer has a status of davening. Shaifer is ketfilo damye. Shaifer is like davening. And since we learned you're not allowed to daven in the bathroom, that's why I said to Biskarov, you're also not allowed to uh, hear shaifer. But any other mitzvah? You want to shake lulav in the bathroom? No problem. It's interesting, the other answer to this kasha is that who said that transferring Maishasheni is so posh that it's a mitzvah? It might be a matir. And very often we come across certain mitzvahs where you have to ask yourself, is it actually a mitzvah or is it a matir? One of the classic examples in this week's parasha, the Gerishin, the Terry says, if you don't like your wife, you give her a get. So is it a mitzvah to divorce your wife? Or is it, if, if I decide I don't, want, I don't want to live with my wife anymore, so the only way to get rid of her is with a get. But you're going to tell me those people who never divorced their wives are losing out on a mitzvah? That would sound very hard to imagine. So there's a famous Chakira when you learn Mesech Gitin, is it a mitzvah or is it a mat? We find the same thing by Shechita. Is Shechita a mitzvah? Is it a mitzvah to Shech? No. It's that if I decide I want meat, I have to do it a certain way. So they bring a riot, the Dakichuva brings a riot that when they do Shechita, they would Shech in any place, in any condition. Right? Sometimes the Shlach toys aren't exactly the most sanitary places. So there's an issue about the bracha. You can't make a bracha if it's a makamatunaf. But the Dakichuva says a Shechita itself you can do anywhere you want. You can, be, you can check the animal in the bathroom. Why? Because shechit is not a mitzvah. Shechit is a matir. So this is very much the gay. You have to ask yourself, is that a mitzvah or is that a matir? If it were to be a mitzvah, so then you have a kash on the matir frame. Unless you answer like the biskarov, that the biskarov says the matir frame only meant shoifer, which is not the way the mishtaburu learned the matir frame. If you look clearly at the mishtaburu in Tavkov Peches, he learned that it's all mitzvahs. But the way the biskarov learned the matir frame, it's only specifically shoifer and not any other mitzvah. One, oh, so just to finish, our bathrooms are not so posh that they consider real bathrooms. Um, you know, many achreinim, contemporary achreinim, who lived since the invention of indoor plumbing, debated whether or not our bathrooms are really considered a makamitzurif. Now, until you flush the toilet, it is. The tzayah is there. But once you flush it, so there are some achreinim that are of the opinion that our bathrooms don't have the same status as a glorified bathroom. So maybe you could be saying on that as well. Perhaps if you flush the toilet, there's no tzayah sitting in the, in the toilet and it's clean, relatively clean, it might not be a problem. That was the opinion of some contemporary achreinim. One last thing that comes out from this week's project is also fascinating. Um, in most of Kla Yisrael, the practice is that a person does not put on a talus gadol until he becomes bar mitzvah, until he becomes married. Until he gets married, very strange. The Chumash tells us he's supposed to put on, we talked about tzitzis and talus, yet the practice in most of Kalei is we don't put on a talus gold until you get married. Why? So it's based on a maril. Now it's interesting to remember the maril was from Germany. We'll see why that's uh, ironic. The maril was from Germany. The maril was we're talking about in the 1300s. The maril writes that he has arrived from this week's parish. Where do you see from this week's parish anything about a talus? Because if you look in the Chumash, it says in the Chumash, Gedilim Tasselcha, he's supposed to put tzitzis. And the next Pasuk says, Ki yikach ish isha, when a person will take a wife. Says the Maril, the Torah is telling us, you only put on a talus when you get married. Unbelievable. He took two psukim, which seemed to have no connection, he put the two together, and he said, this is the practice that we have, that we only put on a talus uh, once you get married. Now the Mishnebrura and Hilchas and Simon Yud Zayin had an unbelievable way of learning this Maril. The, the, the Mishnebrura learned the Maril, yeah, you don't wear tzitzis at all, even a talus cotton. And the Mishnebrura asks, how could that be? A guy's going to go till he's 20-something years old and never do a mitzvah. Now, we don't assume the Maril meant that. The Mishtaburah learned that way. The Mishtaburah learned the Maril. If you take a look in Simeon Yudzayin, he says this. He, he leaves off a kasha on the Maril. He says, how could it be? 
you're not going to be Mekayim and Mitzvah. We look at him, what do you mean? We, we wear Tal's Kotan every single day since you come three years old. Because the, the Mishtabur learned the Maril, not just the Tal's Godel you wear only when you get married. Even a Tal's Kotan they didn't wear until they got married. To which the Mishtabur says, that, that's ridiculous. How could that be? So the common practice in our communities is we wear a Tal's Kotan from the age of three or whatever younger age. But the Tal's Godel we don't put on until much older based on this Maril. Now the Magan Avram also seems to record such a practice. He doesn't quote the Maril, but he also has a practice that a person until he gets married should not do an atifa, should not put the towels over his head. However, in and this was the practice in many, many communities and parts of Germany as well, where the Maril came from. And this was the widely accepted practice in Lita, in Poland, amongst the Chassidim. But already that by the time of Rabbi Yaakov Emden, in the mid-1700s, he already changed things. Rabbi Yaakov Emden said, this doesn't make any sense. Why should someone who's not married not wear a talus? So Rabbi Yaakov Emden changed the practice, and he instituted that those people, that even if they're not married, should still wear a talus gold. Now everyone knows, Yekis wear a talus even from the age of uh, Bar Mitzvah, or even younger. Which is interesting, because the Maril came from Germany. So the answer is, it's not such a cash, because obviously Germany was a big place, and there were different communities, did different things. Minich Frankfurt at least at the end of the 1600s, was that you wore a talus only on Shabbos from the age of Bar Mitzvah. Only on Shabbos. And in other communities, you only wore it on Yom Tif. So there were different communities doing different things. Today, the Yekis, again, I'm sure in each community it's different, but by and large, Yekis do wear it, which is ironic because the Maril, who's the one who started this whole minug, came from Germany. And the Svardim, their taka not... They're not Makbid. The Svadim also wear it already from Bar Mitzvah, even before Bar Mitzvah, because again, it really doesn't make any reason or logical sense to wait to be Bar Mitzvah. We wear a Tal's Kotan before Bar Mitzvah, so why shouldn't you wear a Tal's Gadol before Bar Mitzvah? But the whole reason why most of Litvish Judaism does not wear a Tal's comes from this week's parasha from the Maril and Hilchus Nesuin, that he puts these two psukim together and he comes up with a massive halacha that concludes that you don't wear a Tal's until one gets married. Okay. Why, why put it?